We got too much waffling this out of the podcast. <laughs> Hello, welcome back to the Inner Round Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Will Hunt, and joining me this week, like every week, is <laughs> is sports media's number one, number one, John Linton correspondent and end up super fan. It's Mr. Mike Breslin. Hi, everyone. Every, every meek will said it. Just, just so you know why we're laughing. He won't have, he won't have left it in, but he said every meek, so we had to restart. <laughs> Which is great fun. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, what's it like in the live lounge of uh, the man who can't be moved by end ups? What oh. is it he says? What is it he says? Oh. Uh, leave it with me. Let we'll we'll come back to that. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. <laughs> good. <laughs> uh, above, <laughs> above Mike on the computer screen, at least. Um, not in general life. Um, although he could be. You never know. Um, is the Mosley Marauder himself, David Carmichael Harris? Hi, Will. Thanks for the new uh, middle name. I forgot. Now, Dave. Big weekend for you, wasn't it? What's that? Yeah. Eddie Howe putting out a full strength side at home to a Cambridge yeah, United getting knocked out the cup. Yeah, it's really Burnley going out as well to a championship team. It's all it's all coming up, David. Um, but more nostril David was later in the pod. Um, it's all coming up, Brez at the casino, black eleven. Let me tell you, everybody. Uh, if you've got a problem, make sure you call. What's the number, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> uh, just go to the BeGambleAware.org website. <laughs> there you are, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know the number. He doesn't know the number, except that it's well, J7. 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 Um, so FA Cup weekend. Here's your recap. Um, okay, wasn't it? Yeah, it was all right. There was a couple of upsets which were good. Um, yep. Obviously, the Newcastle one being being a huge one. Reading lost to. Uh, who did they lose? Kidderminster to? Harriers who've got yeah. West, West Ham at home in the next round. Yeah, so that's nice. a good draw for them. Yeah, yeah. It's a good draw for them. Yeah. Uh, Boreham Wood got through, didn't they? Mm-hmm. As well. So that three non-league sides got through. Obviously, yeah, the Cambridge one is is great fun. Great uh, fun against Newcastle. The, uh, Everton almost went down to Hull. I had I'd picked that as a bit of a banana skin game where I thought. Um, Potentially, Everton might go out, given how they've played, but they scraped on through. And then, as we're recording, United will go out to Aston Villa. So, <laughs> Or, congratulations to United for finally turning their season around. Yeah, you never know. Although, we've had a few of those games, and it's never quite happened. Yeah. Chelsea um, Chelsea went through as they um, bid to reach the FA Cup final and lose it for the third season running. Um, big news. Uh, played Chesterfield, Shrewsby at home to um, Liverpool. No, no, obviously, they, Liverpool. They were. They were what? They were away at Liverpool. It was at Anfield. Away at Liverpool, yeah. Um, Swindon away to City. All scored. All these teams at the. They did well, Swindon. Yeah, at the grounds of the big champions of uh, our mm. league, and so that was nice to see, wasn't it? They all had their moment as the I, reserves bed. We shouldn't forget that Sunday saw Notts Forest beat. Uh, Beat Arsenal. 
There you given, go. Uh, given the sort of pod that we are, of course, an anti-Arsenal yeah, pod, yeah. we have to mention. Last week, we last week, we, <laughs> as soon as we posted last week about Arsenal, I was like, <laughs> ooh. <laughs> uh, Dudo Tavares taken off for Ibuwe. Sorry, not off for Ibuwe. That'd be for a disaster. Ibuwe. Is that a return, uh, everyone? <laughs> in kind of like an Ibuwe situation after like 34 minutes. Where do you stand on that, by the way? Because I saw a load of Arsenal fans on Twitter going, oh, that's harsh, but... From what I saw from the highlights, must confess didn't watch the game. He was dog shit. I did see his stat that he lost the ball soon like eight times in in thirty minutes. Is that your stat of the week? No. Okay. You normally assume it's like a tactical thing, don't you, when they get taken off that early? Mm. But I don't think it was. (laughs) No. No. Um, Yeah. Supposedly from a Pod Ross, who is obviously an Arsenal fan, watched the game. I didn't. Uh, thankfully, um, he wasn't having a good game, but he wasn't having an Abue game, so there is that. He wasn't as bad as Abue. It could have been a little uh, uh, one of Arteta just trying to send a message to the players that this has to get better. And Tavares happened to be the worst of the eleven that were out there. Um, While we're on Arsenal, though, I did it. I did. I didn't like the kits, but I like the idea behind the. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Great stuff. Great stuff. Thoroughly enjoyed uh, Ian Wright and Idris Elba talking about it as well. Well, good work Absolutely. there. Well done, Arsenal. There you are, a bit of positivity for you. Um, you boys keeping up with AFCON? Trying. Yeah, I'm doing my best. Yeah. Um, who are your favourites to win it all? Algeria for me. Yeah, I think Algeria are the favourites, aren't yeah. they? Strong squad and obviously the best player in the tournament with Riyad Mahrez. So. Always helps. Always helps. I think Nigeria are pretty strong, to be honest. Like, you just want the kit, don't you? I mean, the kits are always fantastic. Um, got me that. Uh, no, not so Senegal are the favourites, followed by Algeria, Cameroon and Ivory Coast. Senegal with a massive COVID outbreak. Fun fact. Yeah, they had six subs on the, on the bench their first game. Did Cameroon lose their first game as well? Oh, no, oh, no they... They won two Burkina Faso. Sorry, I had that the wrong way around. That's fine. with two pens. Yeah. So, I mean, if you going two pens. Yeah. Anyway, the reason I ask this. Sorry, I was going to say my favourite thing about the uh, Afcon is that I've found I've discovered a country that I'd never heard of. Is it Chad? No, no, I'd heard of Chad. It was uh, the Comoros Islands. I've heard of them, yeah. And then my dad proceeded to tell me that there was a big, uh, big plane crash. <laughs> hold on, hold on, Dave. Where are they? Yeah, because I know where they are now. Yeah, God, you've heard of them. Yeah, I've heard of them. It's an African country. I didn't. Wow. Don't know what a fibber. I've heard they scored. A six, I've heard they scored 106 goals this year too. No, they've got Dave's hot take for the week. Week, all them, all back to back. Like should we should we get some right this this episode by the way ladies and gentlemen all revolves around questions so um it's a bit all over the place because no premier league and to be honest i watched my own game in the fa cup but i couldn't bring I, I, the fa cup third round doesn't do a lot for me i like watching the highlights but it doesn't do a lot for me, the actual games um so let's quickly r- rattle through some segments um dave start of the week mike mm. hit it it's Dave's stat of the week. We need like a lecture, a little bit of a jiggle with like do 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 or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> we'll work on it. We'll workshop it. We'll get in the booth. 
So this is actually regarding Wolves. Uh, so Wolves have won 28 points in the Premier League this season, despite scoring only 14 goals, converting to three points. Uh, what's that? Three points slash win all time. Oh, great. It's a well prepared start of the week. So a, what is the stat here? Well, it's surely <laughs> like wrong. It says converting to three points a win all time, but. Sh- yeah, yeah, I mean, that's how it works in the Premier League. No, that's what I mean. Why would they put that? <laughs> Two points per goal, Dave. That's what you wanted. Yeah, but that's. No, I, I will send you this tweet. Hold on. Well, you send I, it to I, the I, listeners, too. Yeah, I'm not sure it's going to help us work out what that was supposed to mean. No, but that's that's what they've written. That isn't me. Mike, I'm gonna I'm gonna lead it into an alternative stat of the week. So can you give me the stat of the week intro again? Just replace Dave's name with my name, please. Thanks, go. It's Will's stat of the week. Yeah, thank you, Michael. Uh, <laughs> Jose Mourinho has had more defeats in the last five years than in his whole first decade in management. In the last five years, he's had 61 defeats, and in his first decade, it was 57. There you are. There's your start of the week. Michael, the Joel Linton report. Hit me up. Yeah, yeah not good again. <laughs> He's really been let down by the rest of the team up there. Yeah. Played against Cambridge United midfield again. Yeah, he did play. Uh, with not such rave reviews this week. Um, no. Unfortunately. I think the uh, back-to-back cancellations really cost them here, to be honest. It's made it Made it difficult. Agreed. It was tough. Yeah, not good from Joel Linton. No, but um, it improves for Newcastle because after their big money takeover, they're looking at Chris Wood in January. So, <laughs> in all fairness, he's oh wow, nothing else they have other than Wilson. Wilson's not... out for eight weeks. You know what Wilson's problem is? I picked him for fantasy draft this year. Yeah, he gives my third striker. Um, Wazak of the week. I haven't got a football Wazak. So if either of you to have a football wazzer could a week dive in it. Otherwise, Novak Djokovic. Yeah, I'm happy yeah. to have Novak Djokovic. It's just a just a big, big tosser. <laughs> <laughs> there you are. Uh, before all this incident too, as it as it goes, but yeah, not a nice bloke. Imagine like honestly, following up Federer with Novak Djokovic is the best player in your fucking sport. Ridiculous. Anyway, let's ask the big question. It's a David Harris topic, actually, isn't it? Mm. Is it? Oh, it is. Yeah. 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 Or someone said, I think Yates, I think Will said Yates or somebody had either mentioned it or emailed us into the pod at some point. No. Just take credit (laughs) for it. Just take credit. Oh, fine. But while we're we're at it, James Yates, thanks for making us worldwide, taking us out to Azerbaijan. (laughs) Taking us out to Azerbaijan. We have talked about the Azerbaijan League. So, as you know, this podcast is the number one Azerbaijan League podcast in world football. So, that is true. If any oil companies want to sponsor us, I'm more than happy. Oh, no, don't don't fumble the bag. (laughs) If Cafe Rouge wants to sponsor us, Cafe Rouge can get in touch. If not, we don't want to hear it. Um, So, the question that Dave posed, and he's going to argue with Mike, and I'm going to be the moderator, because last time me and Dave had an argument... Um, it was about Rian Brewster, and Dave was very wrong, but it got heated. <laughs> Get ready for me to be very long, wrong. It got heated. So the argument is: is it harder to win the Premier League? <laughs> is it harder to win the Premier League, or is it harder to win the Champions League? And 
What? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we record this on Skype, but Mike's putting messages in the chat. Are you serious that the Azerbaijan League has no relegation? I'm serious. I'm serious. Since the 2018-19 oh, season. How do they call themselves a Premier League also, when you haven't got promotion and relegation? What are you I'll a Premier you, League of? Is it harder to win the Champions League or the Azerbaijan Premier League? That's an easy question to answer. Yeah, it's the Azerbaijan Prem because you, you can't get in it. Get in it. Yeah, I'd like, oh, I'd like yeah. to add that there's only eight teams. And they get a Champions League qualification spot and a Europa Conference League qualification spot off this. How 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 are they getting away with that? Look, if Scotland can get in, if Scotland can get in, anyone can as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> um, right, let's get back to the question. Yeah, so what's harder to leave, what's harder to win the Champions League or the Premier League? Um specifically the Premier League, not just a league. Because if you're asking me what's harder to win the Champions League or the French League, I'm laughing you out of the conversation. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, Dave is arguing for the league. Is Mike there. is arguing for the mighty Champions League. Okay. Everyone's favourite comp- competition, apart from Arsenal fans, of course. But do you want to? How do you want to do this? Do you each want to make your case and then? Individually, and then we come in and argue. Or do you want to just? Yeah, that's fine. Do you want to free form yeah. it? Do you want to freestyle like you step up for the streets? <laughs> no, because all that happen is they'll say, "I think the league's harder." Like, no, 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 no. Well, as long as you don't yeah, say, yeah, you're allowed to you, make your point. As long as you don't say, let's drop. I think Liverpool would be better placed if they get rid of and bring in Rhea Brewster or you say something like I think Brighton should try and increase their chances of winning games by attacking less and defending more (laughs) another classic Uh, go on Dave get it out of the way you go first why is the league harder to win I think the league's harder to win because there's more games you've got to find consistency um, and also it's yeah I just think it's much harder than it's not a knockout competition, so you've got to you've got to build your momentum, and you've got to. It's a lot harder to manage, I think. Uh, <laughs> okay, Mike. I'm not sure he believes his own argument, but anyway. <laughs> then we'll get. We we'll need to, we need to clip his reaction to that as well. <laughs> that man is lost up there. Uh, yeah, the, the Champions League, uh, I think, is the harder competition to win for a start. You don't have to come out of the championship to get into the to the Champions League. You have to come out of a, a top European league, really. Apart from obviously the Azerbaijan. Or French. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or the French League. Sudden, somehow considered a top five league. Um yeah, so it's hard, harder to get into it. Then obviously you've got the group stage, that's nice. Most decent teams will get through that. And then it's knockout football, which Dave obviously even gave me on a plate that it's knockout football. <laughs> with 16 teams to go so you have to win four t- four ties including the one-off final um so yeah you don't necessarily have to be as consistent but you have to turn up in the big games every big game to to win it and you're playing obviously the best teams in europe particularly when you get to the last eight last four um so the standard is high and yeah it's the Champions League for me. I, I've always had a soft spot for the Champions League. 
Okay. Uh, it's got better music as well, if we're being honest. It does, and it's also sponsored by Gazprom, which is better than well, Barclays. Everyone knows name, it. But... Everyone knows it. Nah, let's get Cafe Rouge in there. Cafe Rouge, if you want to sponsor podcast. It's a double package. I mean, they'll probably take your sponsorship without us on board, but there you are. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, start with the effect injuries can have. Um, Dave, injuries on a league season is it harder to maintain the form when you've got injuries occurring throughout the season yeah i would say so because you've got more games more regularly so you're gonna have players out far more games than for example in the champions league where there can be a big gap big gap in between the games (laughs) dave Dave, i'm gonna link you something to help your argument here all right um yeah, I mean, Dave, Dave again has just put me on a golden tee here. The uh, if if someone's out injured for the biggest game of your season, for example, the Champions League final, <laughs> and you you don't win the Champions League, if you if Salah's out for Liverpool going forward in the Champions League, they're probably not going to get through, um, and then you're out for another year. But as if he Sal- misses four Premier League games against. Norwich and Burnley and whoever. But what if he misses four Premier League games against Chelsea, City, Man United and Tottenham? I mean, he picks up six points, but... Yeah, well, exa- yeah exactly. You've still got time to make it back, whereas Fair you're would. just out. But that's the idea of it being a league and not it being a Premier League, where obviously points totals rocket every year for the people at the top. So if you are Liverpool and you're competing with Man City, you, every game is really important. So it's pretty similar in that aspect, is it not, Dave? Yeah, I think it's the same uh, same sort of pressures, really. I don't I don't really see that being. We've already gone I'm... down to the same pressures. <laughs> yeah, because, no, because like for example in the Premier League, if you're a top six, there's you know there's good competition there. Like this season, if you're Liverpool, you've got to play Man City, Chelsea, then you've got loads of other teams in the league that are actually going to give you a decent game, and then. You've got to show up in games as well against the easier opposition. In the Champions League, you're coming up against teams that are just obviously in like a one-off fixture. But in the league, you, you can end up playing towards the end of the season. Teams that are on the verge of relegation and fighting for their lives. I think that, that makes it harder in both elements. Like If you play Watford at the start of the season, they could be a totally different Watford to, towards the end when they're scrapping. So... I think the consistency um, makes it difficult, but also the fact that every team you're playing for has so much to play for. I'm not saying they're not playing for those in the Champions League before you come back. But they're, but they're not, are they? If we're being honest, like we mentioned Carabag earlier, they're not playing. By the time you reach week, by the time you reach match day where it's clear they're not going to do anything, like uh, four or whatever, they're not really. They're just playing to be there. They're not playing like uh, a Burnley or a Norwich are if it's the back end of the season and fight for relegation. So that is a fair point. I think. It is a fair point, but it only really covers the group stage in the Champions League, whereas the you get to the the business end and the knockouts. But I, I will uh, I will say it's similar in a league season where you get to the last ten games or so and it's uh, every t- well. Not every team. There's about eight or ten teams maybe left in the league that are playing for something. And then you've got Crystal Palace who are just 12th and, or 14th and they're not doing anything. 
their, half their squad's already on the beach, whereas by the time you get to the the business end of the Champions League, everyone's given it their best in one or two knockout fixtures. Um, and it's, it's all on the line, literally every game, well, pretty much every game. Conor Gallagher's never been on the beach. That man would he'd, he'd, he'd run through he's only just arrived at, he doesn't know what it is to be at Crystal Palace yet uh, they're looking at him they're like he's he's trying to work out on the training pitch you know Joe Ledley's just at some Joe Ledley doesn't even play for Palace anymore he, he, he's not the ideal Palace player Benteke's trying to work his work hard through an open bar in like Malaga or something um, <laughs> but Dave I mean like Mike raises a good point about how you have to be at your best for the big games but Oh, it's just as hard to win a marathon as it is to win a sprint, isn't it? And the league really is a marathon. You have to have that level of consistency. Yeah, and obviously in the, the Premier League, for example, well, in any league, obviously you've got, say, 38 games. You can you may only slip up in a couple of them, but that can cost you the league. Whereas, given the... Yeah, I think that... It's hard to say, isn't it? I'll be honest, because it depends what league you're playing in. For example, PSG. Yeah, We're talking it, Premier League, Dave. Well, that's fine, but you meant you started mentioning teams like Carrier Bag, and I thought you just meant teams in general. Yeah, because they're in the Champions League, Dave. I know, I know. Fine, I think and that the Premier League is is difficult because you've got 38 games of the season, but let's be honest, at least 20 of those games are, are teams that are easily going to give you a, a pretty tough game. And... The other top six teams, so 10 of those games are going to be pretty much of the intensity of most Champions League games. Like Liverpool City, for example, Liverpool Chelsea, Liverpool Man United. I mean, not this season, maybe, Mike, but usually. You know, it's, it's pretty tough to come through all of those games and then still keep doing better than the other teams around you for the, the 38 games. I I just think the quality that you play pretty much past the group stage, even sometimes if you get a tough group in the group stage, um, the squads, the first 11s, who they can bring off the bench in the Champions League is, I mean, it's mad, isn't it? It's When you get into the last stages, you've got Neymar and Mbappe and Messi facing off against Salah, Mane, Firmino, Jota. It becomes just like a war of fucking firepower. <laughs> well, it doesn't if Simeone's involved, but other than that, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I just, I just think the quality is so much higher in the Champions League, and that's what makes it harder to win. In particular, that you've got jeopardy, as I keep saying, you've got jeopardy at every stage, apart from the group stage, with this massive increase in quality as well compared to the Premier League that's that's what I think um, fair enough and yeah I think uh, I think it's just better to win the Champions League as well so, I think sorry. it's better to win the Champions League I'll sorry Man City <laughs> fuck off Man City yeah, you um, here's a here's a good question is the relative is there a is there been a difference because it, it did feel for years like the Champions League was way harder than the Premier League to win just take a look at Sir Alex Ferguson's teams who did so well mm. in, domestically because they used to trounce the smaller teams and 
do well enough against the bigger teams and then you got to Europe and they seem to come a crop in like the quarters most years or something except for that golden run where they were going everywhere all the time um but it's certainly like let's look at the last couple of years um we've had two all english finals recently obviously the premier league's got more money than ever um it's if you were to say who are the four best teams in world football right now i think you'd probably say city liverpool chelsea and Bayern munich probably by yeah, at least yeah. at least two would come from the prem at yeah. least probably and three yeah someone would argue that's because the big two in spain are probably on a slight downturn but it's it's still the case and you look at the vast sums of money that the Premier League clubs can throw around even at the lower level I mean like you talk about the top 30 richest clubs in the world how many not (laughs) how many of them play in England and how many of them play in the Champions League like I mean we're joking apart we're talking about Burnley who just went and bought Leon who play in the Champions League one of their best players in summer and Burnley are going to get relegated so these are not it's a bit of an arms race, the Premier League. In terms of being hard to win, it goes beyond the actual games itself. It goes to the finances, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, yeah, there's that element as well. I mean, obviously in the league, there's there's the element that like your rivals go out and spend loads of money by bringing a marquee signing. You get put under a lot more pressure, whereas, you know, if Real Madrid go and make a good signing... Liverpool or City aren't aren't necessarily going to buy someone to compete with them. It, it, to be honest, I think it's with the with the Premier League. I'd say it's more recency bias. Like at the the last few years, look how competitive it's been. Like you've had to have over ninety points to win the league. Ferguson was winning the league with like low low eighties, high seventies at points. I mean. Even if you hit 90 points, that's that's winning 30 games. Like that's pretty, pretty high odds, and like just shows the quality of the league. Um, but I guess when you put it in context of like the Premier League as a whole, like you say, Will Ferguson did win so many prems, but struggled in the Champions League. I think it, I think it all depends on fraud, mate. Big fraud. Huh? Big fraud. But it just depends on the league, doesn't it? Like, if you have one team that's far and above everyone else, obviously the Champions League is going to be their biggest challenge because they don't have to get out of third gear in the in the league. I I do think it's a good point that the, the Prem has got much harder to win given the points totals that City and Liverpool in particular are putting together. Um but still, I guess it comes back. It, it comes back to you. You're playing the best in England in the Premier League, and then you're playing the best around, from around Europe. So, unfortunately, PSG get thrown in by Munich. Obviously, the two big Spanish teams are a little less relevant at the moment. But you know that will come back round pretty soon yeah. um, they're already making plans they're going to be good again in two or three years time yeah I, I think if you're arguing if you're arguing forever the, the whole idea is that it's harder to win the Premier League as opposed to winning the the Champions League I think it's close right now because of the the strength of the yeah. the strength of the squads involved but it is like you say if you take an if you were to go back five years ago or so um not even a I contest think, is it I think right now 
it's probably is harder to win the Premier League. I don't think so. <laughs> I think it might be, but I think, yeah, like you say, five years ago when the Spanish giants were at it, Juve would have thought they were in with a shout. Obviously, Bayern was still a force and you've got the English teams. I think that's when it was really, really hard to win a Champions League. Yeah. And that's not to say that's not to take anything away from what Chelsea Chelsea did last year to, to win it. Except that almost is part of why it is harder maybe at the moment to win a Premier League. Interestingly. Even though I'm arguing the other side. <laughs> I think uh with the Champions League as well, like obviously, like you say, Mike, the further you get into the Champions League, you are gonna come up against probably some of the best teams in the world. But where there being a competition that relies on there being drawn, you could, in theory, get through the group, maybe have a few, few easier games. So, for example, Man City, I know not last season, the season before, they lost to Leon in, was it the quarters they lost to, to Leon? I mean, Leon obviously a good team, but are they on the level of even a top four prem team? Maybe. Maybe if the top four's not like last few years, like weren't they managed by Villas Boas? No, 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 no. I'm saying even Corday, like, who yeah. scored in in one of those Lucy games. Who's I'm saying, I'm saying, if we're looking at the premiers of a time ever, a good Leon team could maybe sneak in top four. At the moment, that Leon team's probably scraping. Oh, I don't even think they're top six. They're maybe like an eighth or ninth place team. Like you can end up playing them, but in the Premier League you're guaranteed to play five to depending who how the other teams outside the six are getting on, five to eight very good teams twice a season. In theory you can get through the Champions League with maybe only having three or four games of the highest quality. Premier League you've got to have it you're having at least double figures, even if that is only the top six up to anything that season. One like a quarter of your games are almost like cup finals in themselves because if you lose those games, you're not going to win the league. Or if you even draw them, you have to win. Alternatively, in the Champions League, you turn that around and say you could get a season where you get a group of death and then you have to play every single good team on the route to the final. So it works both ways. Dave did say cup final, and that's exactly what most games in the Champions League are. Yeah, I mean. For what it's worth, I do think it's closer than ever been, but there's no way in the world that winning the Premier League is harder than winning the Champions League. And it is, it was way easy to, you have to be way more consistent to win a league title, yeah, but you have to be way better to win in the Champions League. Like, it, just just think about it. Like, you look at, um, look at City, for example. City have read, they've readjusted what we think of as a good league season in the Premier League. They've absolutely dominated. But a lot of that is to do with the fact that they're so well coached across the entire squad. And that they can put out these second teams and they can dominate normal people like Crystal Palace. I mean, Crystal Palace is a bad choice for City, but they can dominate Burnley, for example. They couldn't do that in the Champions League. And until they were absolutely perfect, they were getting slapped. They got slapped by Monaco, for example. But, mm. but look, you look at them, look, look at their failures. And you can, whether or not you think that's down to Pep having a brain fart, but that's also part of it. Like if the if one of the greatest coaching minds ever can't figure out how to win a Champions League and hasn't done for 10 years, that's a, that's a massive like look at how the how hard it is to win the trophy. I mean, 
it's incredibly hard to win a Champions League. Like the fact of the matter is, we've been a bit skewed in recent years when we think about how easy it is because English teams have done. English teams have had a long time been really unsuccessful in the Champions League. And also, the only team in the modern Champions League to retain the cup is Real Madrid. And yes, they did it three years running, but no one else has. Because look at Bayern Munich right now. Bayern Munich are in a historical... They're really good. They were really good this season. They won it on the Hansi flick. They were less good last year. But still, in that game against PSG, until they lost Lewandowski and they lost someone else to injury, we all would have fancied them. And if they'd beat... We all did. I'm sure we'd have said it on this podcast. If they'd beat PSG, they'd have beaten um, They'd have beaten City. I'm fairly certain. They just would have. Because one, because a team like that can beat a t- another team. They'd have got to the final against Chelsea. And we know what happens when they play Chelsea in finals. But still, they probably would have beat them wouldn't they? And then we'd be sitting here thinking, are they about to go for three? But instead, injuries impacted them massively. And that's just the the format of the competition being one off means that I it's like Mike says, if you lose if if you go into playing Liverpool at home, for example, and we've not got Lukaku, we've not got James and Chilwell or Mendy or all these players, and we lose, that that's still three points gone. But you can make up three points because you're going to play them. Your season's not over. Whereas if you lose a game in the Champions League in a knockout round, that can be your season done. You can be done and you might never get a chance to win it again. Think of all the great teams that we've seen throughout the years. that The Arsenal Invincibles, the the Chelsea 05 team, the God knows how many Man United teams, the City team right now that have never actually got over the hump because it's that difficult to win it. Whereas they've all won Premier Leagues. And yes, they probably have come up against less good teams over the years. But still, that's just incredibly difficult to win a Champions League. I agree. Chelsea were the best team in Europe in 2005. They didn't win it. But, and then they were the best There's team. There's plenty of stories like that. Yeah. I can tell you, I can tell you like sat, sitting there going, that they're clearly the best team against, against the 06 Barcelona, but Iniesta. Was it 06? Might not be 06, but... You just get done like that. Yeah, stuff like that happens in in the Champions League, which it can happen in the Premier League. Yeah, but that but not, I mean that it's not as but that rules fatal. the risk. That rules the risk. Like I mean, you talk about you talk about how good that uh, that Sir Alex Ferguson led United team were, even after they lost Ronaldo. Think of how, how good they were, and then you compare them to the fact they came up against Pep Sparta, because that can happen. Like on the other side of the world, can be the greatest maybe the greatest team of all time. That's just happened in the Champions League, where it's very rare in the Premier League, they just come out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. You got you got a Leicester. That's yeah. it, pretty much. Which is, of course, why, Mike, we were so correct to give our Club of the Year award to Chelsea and not Man City. <laughs> there we are. Um no, no, seriously. It is really hard to win the league, though. Really bloody hard. What, yeah. would, you, what would you rather win? I'd definitely rather win the Champions League. But right now, I'd take a league. Oh, generous of you. Honest, <laughs> you're, taking oh, well, really you're taking FA Cup and you'll be pleased, sir. Well, if we get out of this third round, I'll be happy, to be honest. Dave, league or Champions League? They're going to need to win League One next year. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm talking, I'm talking Blues, in, Blues in the Premier League. You can win a Champions and Champions League same season. You can win one. Which one would you rather win? 
I can't believe you're even thinking about this. It's got to be the Champions League, isn't it? Yeah, one of them's the Champions of Europe, one's the Champions of England. Come on, not even close. I do always think think it's slightly different for... This is going to sound awful. For fans of teams that haven't been in the Champions League, I always think it's a bit different. But how? Yeah. Until they get in there, and then they. If you, maybe it's not. I don't know, but I always think it is a little different. If, if maybe you, it is. Me, the chance of Blues winning a Prem, I'm not going to say no. But, but you've got the chance of winning the Champions League. Yeah, but what if we win the Champions League after winning the Prem? Well, yeah. It doesn't. That is, I mean, we're talking about pipe dream here, but I can categorically say that's not happening. <laughs> no. Yeah, we were trying to come up with some rogue statements for this next. Yes. Section. Yeah, that's a good point. So. This next this next segment, it's got a title. Uh, now, as you know, Dave likes to make predictions. So yeah, I've asked, awful. So no. I've asked, I asked Mike and Dave for some predictions that were interesting. And the segment is called, <laughs> it's named after Dave, it's Nostradamus or Nostradamus. <laughs> Brilliant. I'm so, going to be a Nostradamus. Nostradamus, OK. Give me your first prediction, Mike. All right. In the summer, PSG are going to sign Ronaldo and put him alongside Messi and Neymar. And Bappe goes and Ronaldo <laughs> arrives. Why? To one. <laughs> but which, is, which is shockingly low odds. Uh, all right. Before. <laughs> well, that. That, yeah, that that fits the Nostradamus bill. I mean, that would not work. No. When has anything PSG have ever done? You thought that would work? Uh, signing Mbappe. I thought that would work. <laughs> yeah. Cavani, to be fair. That is interesting. So you're that confident that it doesn't really work out at United for Ronaldo? You think he moves on if United get what Europa League or something? He certainly moves on if we go in the Europa League. Does he? I think so. he does not want to play in the Europa League. Is another in league? Also, I don't think I don't think Ranić fancies him much at all. No, but Ronaldo, it's Ronaldo's choice when he leaves United. Let's be blatantly honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But well, I tell you what, the social media team don't want him gone. <laughs> <laughs> no. Do you see Honestly, that United... every training session is just there. Did you see that United? You, I thought of you when I saw this. United uh, were top ten in, were, were number one in the world for engagement on social media. What? I mean, it's no wonder. As soon as he leaves, <laughs> we'll be about fiftieth. They'll have no uh, content left. Uh, but you can see another elite European club taking Ronaldo. I mean, not really, but you wanted me to come up with something rogue that would get some engagement. I've, I've done I, it. I did not say that we'd get some engagement. Otherwise, <laughs> no, he, didn't actually, he didn't actually say that. But since you, Otherwise, we would not run this podcast like it's run. Thank you very since much. Since we're talking about it, here we are. Okay, Dave, what do you make of that, quite frankly, interesting prediction? <laughs> That's generous. It would be interesting just to see them for one game and then... Like half an hour in, be like, oh my god, what the fuck have they done? I'm not talking about soccer aid here. Do you think Messi agrees to buy him? Messi? Oh, probably not. No, I don't think he does. I don't think he does. Why don't they go meet up at LA Galaxy in a couple of years? Now, can I 
offer another slightly rogue prediction, but I think might be a bit more sensible. Wait till you hear mine, Will. It's about PSG. I've got two, actually. Okay. The, the first one, which is a bit more uh, thing, is uh, Messi doesn't get to 10 league goals. But write that down because that's happening. He's not getting to 10. Um, the second one is Mbappe goes to Madrid in the summer. Um, Salah replaces him at PSG. No. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. What's the fee? Can we, now, can we have a number? I, d- I don't know about a fee. I don't know about a oh, fee. Come but on. This... Give it to me. Well, he's in the last year of his deal, isn't it? So we'll probably look at Salah, million. Messi and Neymar. Oof. 100 million or something. Something like that. My thinking is, Mbappe goes, Mbappe walks out the door to Madrid. They need to make a massive splash signing. So they're going to be looking at all the best players in the world. So you know, they're going to sniff around Haaland, for example. And they're not going to get Haaland. He's, he's, he doesn't want to go to PSG. I think that's as clear as day. And so they're going to look for a statement sign. I was thinking, who who wants to go to PSG? Who would oh, go there? Who would go there for the money and be good? And I thought to myself, Salah clearly has never... He probably feels he's slightly underpaid. There's been all this whinging with his agent. He's on unbelievable form. Last year of his contract, Liverpool, Liverpool are looking for an excuse not to sign that deal because then that next deal is going to take is going to pay him a lot of money through some really what you imagine is the tail end of his prime. So honestly, they need think. to burn FSG down if they don't <laughs> sign that man. No, honestly, seriously, I mean that's ridiculous if that's the case. Yeah. While so we're doing wild predictions, who's gonna pit, who's gonna get Haaland? I hope this wasn't yours, Dave. No, but I think Man City get him. City. Because Mbappe's gonna go to Real Madrid. I'm not buying it. I'm I'm having Haaland at Barca. Let's let's do it. Let's do well, it. Barca. They might have to just register him and some youth players because of the financial fair play. But yeah, let's go for it. Well, they managed to get Titi to sign a. That's it. That I didn't want to talk. About. It's, it's, so he's he's now just getting the same amount of money just spread over quite a few years. It's what yeah. they're doing with everyone. It's, it's going to be great yeah. in four years' time when they're trying to pay all these mental yeah. wages yeah. and transfers. Yeah. Ridiculous. Um, so they have re- registered Ferran Torres, which is nice. That's nothing about Barca's nice, but yeah. Okay. I I I, I think Haaland might go to Barca as well for what it's worth. If I was going to pick. There we go. I thought mine was quite rogue, but there we are. Nah. Well, um, you hear this. Go on then. Not sure about that. West Ham are going to win the FA Cup. West Ham? Yeah. Wait, you're saying West Ham are going to win something? Yeah, I think they might win the FA Cup. Wow. Okay. What are the odds on that? I tried to it. place a bet on it yesterday, but I couldn't find them. And it's Sky Bet doing outrights for it. 14 to 1. Oh, the West Ham, best price. Uh, they're, they're 11 to 1 on Sky Bet, Dave. I don't hate that. They're only six favourites. I don't hate that. I mean, going to be difficult to get past the big three who are still in. But. Not far off being the other best team in the competition, are they? Mm. Uh, no, they probably they pretty much are. I would say you could make arguments. It's about. Actually, it's actually kind of a decent shout. I like that one, Dave. To be yeah. honest, 
That's it's more than I thought I was going to like it. Seen worse things. I mean, I, if you're asking me to pick out of West Ham or Tottenham who wins a cup first, I'd pick West Ham. Yeah. Yeah. Tottenham are shorter, by the way, twelve to one. Uh, and West Ham play Kidderminster in the next round, so that looks like a pretty good draw, obviously. <laughs> oh, wait, the biggest upset of all time, then. I will, in, I will enjoy it immensely. Um, you got any other slightly crazy predictions for me? Uh, Man United are going to finish seven. They're not even going to make the Europa League. Oh no! Don't put me in the Conference League. Mike <laughs> <laughs> saying like he's on the team sheet. I've, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm waiting for the call the way these guys are playing at the moment. I really am. Man United to finish seventh. Mike, mm-hmm. have you got any crazy ones? Uh, or any predictions you want to make for 2022? Oh, God. Just remember not to clip this. I'm writing them all down, so I've got them. Oh, no. Yeah. I didn't realise that was happening. We'll revisit uh, them. Okay. Let's have... Um, Newcastle are going to survive. Okay. No, to be fair, you don't know That's... yet. With the window this early, they really could. Yeah, it's not that outrageous, but no, I think it, it's against it, the grain. No, it needs to be spicier, I think. Oh, come on. Ronaldo's PSG is not spicy There needs, there needs to be a Joel Linton goal tally attached. Yeah. yeah. All right, how many's he on? How many's he on? Two this year? What? Might literally be one, in fairness. Oh, is it one? Seven goals, five assists in 87 in the league. That is terrible, isn't it? She made none as well, Mike. Oh, my. He's only created seven big chances across his whole Premier League career. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, Mike. Uh, Let me just see how many he's on for this season. I'll give you... Okay, he scored one goal. Newcastle stay up and Joel Linton scores. Joel Linton gets the five as well. Fucking no chance. Drop my one. Oh, God. How many penalties did Jorginho score in this calendar year? (laughs) Um, Leicester end the season in the bottom half of the table. Mm. Rogers keeping his job? Rogers loses his job. No Steve one wants, Bruce, yes. Well, no one wants to. No yeah. one wants to hire him. Hire him. So he ends up at Everton next season. No, no. don't make him go to Everton. <laughs> Another yep. Benitez. It would be incredible, yeah. wouldn't it? Back to back seasons. <laughs> yeah. Liverpool managers. Oh dear. So I've got Eddie Howe. I'm back in Eddie Howe. I could literally so. do a fourth one here, which is Rogers does a good job at Everton, but I couldn't bring myself to do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we've Don't each... Do it. We've no each, one can do a good job at Everton. We've each got three... We've each got three predictions. Um, Dave, yours isn't spicy enough. Your Man United finished seventh, so I need you to attach something. Finish seventh and Ronaldo leaves. And what? And Ronaldo leaves. Yeah, I mean, he would leave, wouldn't he, if they finished seven? I think he might leave anyway, like you say, Will. Or, or it might have been more. I, I don't think, I don't think Ralph him. does fancy him already. So. I don't think it matters. I think one of them will be around longer, and I don't think it'll be Ralph. Okay, those are our predictions. Let's just run through them quickly. <laughs> Mike. <laughs> Mike predicts that in the summer, in the summer of 2022, 
PSG sign Ronaldo to replace yeah. Mbappe, who's gone to Real Madrid. Yeah. To Madrid. Will bets that Mbappe goes to Real Madrid and then Salah is signed by Liverpool, not by Liverpool, by PSG for 100 million. Um, <laughs> side bet of Dave reckons Haaland goes to City, Mike reckons Haaland goes to Barca. Dave says West Ham will win the FA Cup, but I'm just going to ask him to tell me who they beat in the final. Ooh. Liverpool. Liverpool. Oh, no, three. make it be Spurs. Please let them smite Spurs down sleep. in the final. Okay. final. Dave says West Ham win the FA Cup, beating Liverpool. Dave says Man United finish seventh and Ronaldo leaves. <laughs> Mike says Newcastle stay up and Jonathan scores five goals. Oddly enough, that's the least confident I feel in any of these. <laughs> <laughs> and I've tacked so many on it. Le- Will says Leicester end the season in the bottom half of the table. Rogers loses his job or leaves and Everton, he ends up at Everton for his next job. some interesting predictions in there if you have any predictions ladies and gentlemen we would love to hear them please email us at in and around pod at gmail.com or send them to us on twitter facebook and instagram at in and around pod and we're also on mum's net there too so if you want to send them there we'll listen and dave will tell you at the same time how he burps his children um dave if the people want to follow you where can they follow you uh it's at joel linton won't score five <laughs> it's actually at Dave Harris underscore 44. Please make sure you report him. Um, Mike, if the people want to follow you, where can they follow you for more end of trivia? Did you remember what she says in the middle of that song? He says, sorry, da- he I, being I didn't. I, I had to turn it off after within 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it's tell me about it, Fern. Yeah, what, what are you saying, Fern? Or what are you saying, like Fern? Or something, like or something like that. Something like that. I had to. <laughs> Live lounge. I couldn't make it any further. But if they want to follow you, where can they follow you? Uh, yeah, at Mikey President uh, over on Twitter. It's also underscore Dappy. Um, <laughs> you can follow me at Burn17, but please don't. Please instead follow us, like I said earlier, at In and Around Pod on all the socials. Mike, before we go, give me an update on United. Are they losing? Uh, they're actually winning. I don't know who scored. I've got the stream up. Scott McTominay. Oh, Scott big Scott. McTominay. With a header, apparently. With a header. Yeah. Um, and lead them to European Villa conference. Has probably been the better team. From what not I've a seen. shock. Not a shock. Before we go, actually, quick thoughts on Luca Dino to Liverpool to um, Villa for twenty-five million. Massive Villa. signing. Great signing. Wait, is that happening? Apparently, yeah. yeah. Supposedly. What? I think it's a great, great signing. Villa. Yeah. Am I wrong in Why does everyone that... want to go to Villa over the London clubs now? What's going on here? Gerard. Am I wrong in thinking that Ever- Everton to Villa at this point is a step up? Yeah, yeah it is, but it is. are Chelsea not interested anymore? What happened? No, Tuchel doesn't want him. And if Tuchel doesn't want him, I don't want him. <laughs> Tommy T. That man Tom knows what he wants. Wants Alonso stuff. Look. At the weekend... They're trying to recall Emerson, aren't they? At the weekend, we were playing Malang Sar. Lewis yeah. Hall, who was 17, and he plays in midfield, and we were playing him at centre-back too. And we were playing Lewis Baker, who's 26, and is an attacking midfielder at centre-half. 
Lewis Baker played. For yeah, they played those. Right. They played so those not. three at the back. So Tushu can do, and they won comfortably. Tushu can do whatever he wants, and I know it's non-league, but who? Lewis Baker. Like, you're playing people who don't have a clue what they're Yeah. I thought you were about to say Nathan, Nathan Baker. No, not Nathan Baker. Nathan Baker's a champion. He can get in the side. Probably he probably can't get centre back from what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Non-league. Soccer player. Oh, oh, no. Well, how's I'm in shock. How has Lewis Baker still got a Chelsea contract? 448 games between his last appearance for the first team. Wow, that's longer than Phil Jones. It is, it is, it is. Um, Mike, how excited do you think that um, Sir Alex Ferguson is right now to see Phil Jones, Varane and De Gea starting for the club about five years after he originally wanted it? Or is it ten? Yeah, only five years. <laughs> yeah, more like ten. Get Phil Jones a testimonial. Start the hashtag. Um, yeah, that might not take off, but <laughs> Andy uh, I, I think he, I think he'll be pleased to see Phil Jones back in there, and he actually, yeah, he did well. Yeah, yeah. Luke Shaw, from him. Luke Shaw was very complimentary in his interview, and then slacked off the rest of the team. Oh, rightly so. They're they're a bunch of idiots. It was one of the one of the just like player forgets his media training interviews I've ever seen. It was sensational. I thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah, they've been doing that all season. I'll tell you what engagements baby um but yeah i was i was pleased to see uh fabrizio romano oh nice shot um tweet that uh cavani would not be leaving in january because we need a bit more of eddie around the place well i've always thought that um having a strike force with a combined age of 70 is really good for a team that wants to press well, uh, no, absolutely. That's why Ralph doesn't like Ronaldo, because he, he likes Eddie. Hmm. Eddie I'm going to get us out of this podcast before I say something about this and Cavani that Mike doesn't want to hear. But anyway. Well, whatever it is, you're wrong. Is you know his nickname was the Matador? Yeah. Yeah. I've got no <laughs> issue with that. <laughs> Certainly lays Steinara, I guess. Certainly lays the doormat out for opponents when he presses. And we will end the podcast there.